Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, this morning we're looking to start our week with some wisdom and some encouragement from the Psalms and from the Proverbs. We're ready for Psalm 106 and Proverbs 23. Now, Psalm 106 is mostly just a recount of Israel's sins and rebellion, but an acknowledgement of God's grace and mercy in spite of that. It's a fairly long psalm, uh, 48 verses, so it won't be a ton of commentary this morning. We are going to stop at verse 3 because I want to rant a little bit about righteousness and holiness and actions matter type stuff. Um, So we'll do that. And then I'll just read the rest of the psalm. And then, of course, we're looking at uh, Proverbs, uh, what did I say, 26, uh, 24, um, which is just a continuation of that same theme of, you know, uh, wickedness and righteousness and the contrast between wisdom and foolishness, uh, that sort of thing. All right, let's begin. Open up your hearts, and let's see what the Word of God has to say for us this morning. Let's read the first three verses, and then we'll have a little bit of a conversation here. Psalm 106. Praise ye the Lord. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can show forth all his praise? Blessed are they that keep judgment, and he that doeth righteousness at all time. So please note, let me read verse 3 again. Blessed are they that do what? That keep judgment, and that doeth doeth righteousness at all times. If you've been listening to me for very long at all, you know my number one rant is this mindset that we see amongst uh, people who are in the church or people who claim to be Christian this day and age where they think that their behavior and their actions are irrelevant. It's like, well, you can't earn salvation, so I'm just going to live how I want. Uh, or they they overdo the acknowledgement that we're all in a fallen state and give excuse for behavior as a result of that. And it's almost like many Christians haven't read the Bible or haven't, or they'll, they think that walking in righteousness and holiness is somehow some an Old Testament thought. Today I'm just going to read to you from the book of Luke, and this is the prophecy of Zechariah. So if you remember John the Baptist, Zechariah goes in to do the thing in the temple, and he sees a vision, and he's told about he's going to have a son, him and his wife, even in their old age, and he doesn't believe the angel, so as a result, he can't speak until his baby is born. So he's kind of struck with 
the, uh, with it being unable to speak. His son is born, and then suddenly Zechariah is able to speak, and what he does is he prophesies about the Messiah. So let's just look at that real quick here. And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost. And he prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and he hath raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of the enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives. So here, Zacharias, Zechariah is prophesying that we would serve Messiah in righteousness and in holiness. People are under the impression that Christ saved us to sin. Like, that's the mentality. Like, he saved you, so it's okay for you to sin now. No. He saved you from the power of sin. He, he freed you from sin. Meaning, unlike the average person, if you truly have the Holy Spirit in you, you now have the ability to resist temptation and to resist sin, whereas before you really didn't. You didn't really have that power over it. That's not to say that you will always behave in that manner, obviously. But now you actually can make that choice. Paul says in Romans 6, but now being made free from sin, but now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end of everlasting life. And of course, we've done a million podcasts and videos talking about the book of James and the book of the, the epistles of the general epistles of James, John, and Peter. Be doers of the word, not hearers only deceiving yourselves. He who does righteousness is righteous. John says, if we love God, we obey his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. There's no end to the New Testament scriptures which talk about how you are, that your behavior matters, and that you are to walk in righteousness and holiness. Okay, I think I've beat that horse this morning, as we do typically. <laughs> Let's move on. Open up your hearts. The rest of this is just going to be God's word speaking to you. We'll start back with verse 3. Blessed are they that keep judgment, and he that doeth righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, with favor, that thou bearest unto thy people. O visit me with thy salvation, 
that I may see the good of thy chosen, that I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation, that I may glory with thine inheritance. We have sinned with our fathers, we have committed iniquity, we have done wickedly. Our fathers understood not the wonders in Egypt, they remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it was dried up. So he led them through the depths as through the wilderness. And he saved them from the hand of him that hated him, and he redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. And the waters covered their enemies, and there was not one of them left Then believed they his words, they sang his praise. They soon forgot his works, they waited not for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert. He gave them their request, but sent leanness unto their souls. They envied Moses, also in the camp, and Aaron, the saint of the Lord, The earth opened and swallowed up Dathan and covered the company of Abram. And a fire was kindled in their company. The flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf in Horeb and worshipped the molten image. Thus they changed their glory into the similitude of an ox that eateth grass. They forgot God their Savior, which had done great things in Egypt wondrous works in the land of Ham, and terrible things in the Red Sea. Therefore he said that he would destroy them. Had Moses his chosen stood be- not stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath, lest he should destroy them. Yea, they despised the pleasant land. They believed not his word, but murmured in their tents, and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Therefore he lifted up his hand against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to overthrow their seed also among the nations and to scatter them in the lands. They rejoiced themselves also unto Baal Peor and ate the sacrifices of the dead. Thus they provoked him to anger with their inventions and the plague break in upon them. They stood upon Phinehas, and executed judgment, so the plague was stayed. And that was counted unto him for righteousness unto all generations forevermore. They angered him also at the waters of strife, so that it went ill with Moses for their sakes, because they provoked his spirit, so that he spake unadvisedly with his lips. They did not destroy the nations concerning whom the Lord commanded them, but were mingled among the heathen and learned their works. And they served their idols, which were a snare unto them. Yea, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters unto devils and shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and of their daughters, whom they sacrificed unto idols of Canaan. The land was polluted with blood. Thus they were defiled with their own works and went a-whoring with their own inventions. Therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against his people insomuch that he abhorred his own inheritance. He gave them into the hand of the heathen, 
and they that hated them ruled over them. Their enemies also oppressed them, and they were brought unto subjection under their hand. Many times did he deliver them, but they provoked him with their counsel, and they were brought low for their iniquity. Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction, and when he heard their cry, and he remembered them for them for his covenant, and he repented according to the multitude of his mercies. He made them also to be pitted of all those that carried them captive. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the heathen to give thanks unto thy holy name, and the triumph in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting, and let all thy people say, Amen. Praise ye the Lord. And that, my friends, is Psalm 106. I pray that it encouraged you and strengthened you this morning. Let's get some wisdom to end our broadcast for the day. We're looking at chapter 24. Warnings and instructions continued. Let's begin. Verse 1. Be not thou envious against evil men, neither desire to be with them. For their heart studieth destruction, and their lips talk of mischief. Through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding is it established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in multitude of counselors there is safety. Wisdom is too high for a fool. He openeth not his mouth in the gate. He that devises to do evil shall be called a mischievous person. The thought of foolishness is sin, and the scorner is an abomination to men. Please note, verse 9 again, the thought of foolishness is sin. It's not just the action, it's the thought. It's the desire itself that can be sin. Remember, Jesus said, if you look upon a woman with lust, you've committed adultery with her already in your heart. If you hate your brother, notice he didn't say if you're angry with your brother. He said if you hate your brother, it's murder. God is not just looking at action, but thought, heart, intent. The thought of foolishness is sin, it says. Verse 10. If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. There's a lot of men, a lot of people that are small, according to the scripture here, right? Because as soon as things get tough, they faint. Verse 10, or I'm sorry, verse 11. If thou forbear to deliver them that are drawn to death, 
and those that are ready to be slain, if thou sayest, Behold, we knew it not, doth not he that pondereth the heart consider it? And he that keepeth thy soul, doth he not know it? And shall not he render to every man according to his works? My son, eat thou honey, because it is good, and the honeycomb which is sweet to thy taste. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. When thou hast found it, then there shall be a reward, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. Lay not wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Spoil not his resting place. For a just man falleth seven times and rises up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. Rejoice not when thy enemies falleth, and let not thy heart be glad when he stumbleth, lest the Lord see it, and it displease him, and he turn away his wrath from him. Fret not thyself because of evil men, neither be thou envious at the wicked, for there shall be no reward to the evil man. The candle of the wicked shall be put out. My son, fear thou the Lord and the King, and meddle not with them that are given to change. For their calamity shall rise suddenly, and who knoweth the ruin of them both? These things also belong to the wise. It is not good to have respect of persons in judgment. He that saith unto the wicked, Thou art righteous, him shall the people curse, nations shall abhor him. But them that rebuke him shall be delight, and a good blessing shall come upon them. Every man shall kiss his lips that giveth a right answer. Prepare thy work without, and make it fit for thyself in the field, and afterwards build thy house. Be not a witness against thy neighbor without cause, and deceive not with thy lips. Say not, I will do so to him as he hath done to me, I will render to him according to his work. I went by the field of the slothful, and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding, and lo, it was all grown over with thorns. And needles had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. That is the end of our Proverbs for this morning. Notice it ends with one of those common themes that are throughout all the Proverbs, and that is the theme of the slothfulness. Laziness leads to poverty. He uses like the field and the vineyard as an example. If a lazy man owns a field and a vineyard, it's not going to produce anything because it's going to be overgrown with thorns and weeds and all of that stuff because he was too lazy to take the time to tend to it. Big problem in our generation today. Always wait until the last minute to deal with things. 
then it's overgrown and a little late for that, right? I went by the field of the slothful, and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding, and lo, it was grown over with thorns, and needles had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Well, my friends, that is our wisdom and encouragement for this morning. I hope it pierced your hearts. hope it strengthened you to begin your week. Remember, we have the duty because of God's grace and mercy to walk in righteousness to walk in holiness to walk in obedience there is a standard and while we can't be perfect and we're not obviously God doesn't expect that we will be if we truly love him then we should walk in a manner that honors him And if we fail, we get on our faces and we repent and ask God for mercy and to renew us for the next day. If you haven't listened to the video I put out on Saturday about casualness towards God, casualness towards sin, I also uploaded the audio to the podcast stream. Casualness towards God and sin leads to judgment. Go give that a listen if you haven't already. That's my words for you this morning, or rather, it's not even my words, it's God's words, and I pray that you've been blessed. Thanks for listening. Peace and grace be with all of you, and until next time, God bless.